This is the Rise and Be Rich Show, where we focus on accelerating your business one masterclass at a time. Here are your hosts, Ahana and Daniel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rise and Be Rich Show, where we help you accelerate your business and create your best life one masterclass at a time. I'm Daniel, and I welcome you to this special episode called The Element of Gratitude, How You Can Shift Your Success. We always talk about gratitude, and you've probably heard a lot um, in interviews around how people can support you in your transformation, but today we want you to feel the power of it. And in order to help us feel this powerful gratitude, we've invited the special guest, Karen Chaston. Karen is a moving beyond loss expert, author, international speaker, and former CFO of a public listed company. She's also the executive producer and host of Live Love by Design TV. Uh, Karen's suffering and disappointments may become the catalyst for her personal and spiritual growth, leading her to co-found Live Love by Design. And uh, when she lost her son, Dan, who passed away in uh, 2011, Hana told me about Karen's story and really just about the transformation, how it really resonated with me. Uh, I lost my sister myself a couple of years back, so I definitely knew that we can sit there and, you know, like um, link with that in here. And, um, you know, I know about huge loss. I know about suffering. And, uh, and I really like how you've embraced that gratitude and help, you know, move people along through it. Uh, let's just get straight to it. Everyone, let's welcome Karen to the show. Thank you for coming on Rise and Be Rich. And thank you for sharing your story and insights. Oh, thank you, Daniel. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Okay, so Karen, as an entrepreneur, setting up a business can be tough. You know, we all know that, you know, but as you're going through a crisis, especially a loss, it can be even tougher, let's be honest. So my first question is, when you're going through an experience of loss or pain, how do you work with it and still return back to creating a business, creating a career and keep going on this path? Well, everyone should do exactly what I didn't do. <laughs> okay. Which is you need to stop that. After any sort of loss, and, and before we go into the actual steps to recover, Daniel, yeah. did you know that the Grief Recovery Institute actually shares with us there are over 40 different loss events that can affect our lives? Wow. I know. I didn't know that. Oh, that's, wow. No, and that's a lot when yeah. we think about it. And most of the time, we don't realise that most people are actually going through a loss scenario. Mm -hmm. Sure, the, you know, the most common ones are death of a loved one or, you know, friend, a divorce, a separation, losing your job, your health, your wealth. But there's so many things that, you know, people are actually going through. And in this busy, busy world that we all live in, we don't realise that people are suffering. Mm -hmm. And... As you will know, with, you know, your sister passing, you get about a week of people's time and that's about it. And then it's over, get over it, stop talking about it, move on. And it's not the way that it works. We have a lot of loss in our life and there's a reason why we have a lot of loss in our life. It's so that we can learn to grow mm -hmm. and become the people who we came here to be. And, yeah. of course, it's sad and, of course, we, especially when it's the death of a loved one, we want them here with us. Hmm. But to understand that the best way that we can recover, and let's face it, we are never going to be the same again. So figure out who we want to be and how to become that new person. The first requirement is for us to stop. Hmm. And I don't know if you did that. What was your sister's name? Shalona. 
Shalona. Shalona, yeah. And it was very sudden. It was like before, it was probably about, uh, it was literally a couple of months before her 40th birthday, come out of the blue, just like, you know, in the hospital having some issues. And then all of a sudden it was like, um, it was blood poisoning. So all of a sudden it got into her heart and we were just all in shock, really. And like you say, that week, yeah, you tell everyone on, you know, social media, come to the funeral and everything like that. But it takes weeks to process it, let alone get over it. And that's what I found. You sit there and you try and go back to work again and your brain, it's just not there. I mean, you, you sit there and you go through the motions, but you definitely haven't recovered. And like no. you say, it's not something you can say is a month, is two months, is a year, because like you say, you never get over that loss. But going back to work is a bad idea. I did the same thing myself. And you just, yeah. you're foggy. Your brain's just not with it. No, but, but not only that, you haven't even like processed everything. And there's a lot between relationships. And we all have hopes, dreams, and aspiration with every relationship in our life no matter what it is. So when it ends, especially suddenly, mm -hmm. it's about us going, what does this mean? Like, you know, the, I am a great believer that love never dies, it just transforms. And I'm a great mm -hmm. believer that when we pass, we're still around in every way except the physical. Yep. And it's really important for us to take that time to actually take it all in and say, well, what does this mean? And to work through the relationship because every relationship has ups and downs and we have to take our responsibility. We also have to forgive and, you know, ourselves as much as others. And there's a lot to process. And I'm not saying we stop forever, but just taking that conscious loving breath and actually going, what does this actually mean? And then saying, who do I want to be after this? Hmm. It takes it takes time. Hmm. And there's no set time. Hmm. You know, for one person, it could be a month, two months. I know a lady who, who has, her husband passed. Hmm. And within two months, she, and he had been sick for a while, within two months, she was dating again. Mm -hmm. And most people like Shunda, they said, oh, how can you? That's just not right. And it's like, how do you know it's not right? Right? Like, mm -hmm. how do you know what their relationship was like? How do you know, you know, what they discussed and all these sort mm -hmm. of things? Yeah. And it's like, good on you because there is no set time, mm -hmm. it, it, which is, I think is great. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, for those listening in, can you please give us some context and share your story? What brought you to create Live Love by Design? Okay, so back in July 2011, mm -hmm. I was a CFO of a publicly listed company. In hindsight, I was working too much, drinking too much and eating way too much. If anyone had said to me at that time, oh, how do you cope with stress? I would have said, I never get stressed. Mm -hmm. But all of my habits were screaming that I was stressed to the max. Yep. And on Sunday, the 10th of July, my husband and I woke up thinking we were going to have a lazy day at home. But within 15 minutes, um, we found that our son, Dan, had passed away at our back door a couple of hours earlier, mm. which wasn't good. Um, and as we briefly discussed, I literally went straight back to work after his funeral, um, probably, you know, working even more and, and just trying to carry on with life and not realising that I disrespected him, mm. I disrespected myself, 
And more importantly, I didn't realise that I was never going to be the same. So why was I carrying on as though, you know, you know, I was still the same? And, you know, I made a, I made a few bad decisions that, that year because I had, didn't take the time to stop. Mm-hmm. And then within 15 months, the company that I was working for was merging with another. Yep. And in that merger process, they said to me, you won't be CFO of the new company, mm-hmm. but you will be doing more or less everything you're doing now and more. And I just went, that's okay. I don't really care what my title is. Well, it was okay until they decided to tell me that my salary was going to be two-thirds of my current salary. And that's when I stopped. And that's when I really went inside and I really started to ask myself some really tough questions. Mm. And I came to the realisation that it was the money that was only keeping me there. I had thought I loved my job and I I was really good at my job. and, And I just thought, this isn't what I want to do. And I looked at myself like, really looked at myself and I was a lot heavier than um then I was you know totally diseased and I didn't even realize it and I was exhausted yeah and I, and I just thought I don't want to do this anymore and that's when I went on this journey to actually figuring out who I wanted to be I like to say that I looked in the mirror and I heard the words Elvis has left the building, except it was Karen has left the building. And it was really a real eye-wakener for me. And and to realise that I my eyes were my dead. You know, I have photos of me then and my eyes were like glazed over. Mm. And I really had left on a soul level um, more than anything else. And I heard a saying, um, a couple of years, only a couple of years ago, so probably about four or five years after I decided to um, to choose redundancy from that role, yep. I heard a saying that says, if you're always angry, you need more green in your life. Mm-hmm. And I went, I was always angry. Like it took nothing for me to fly off the handle, especially after Dan died. And I then went one step further and I thought, I'm never angry now because I green juice every morning and, you know, I love my green juice. But then I thought, wait a minute, green's the colour of the heart chakra and I needed more love in my life, not only for all of my relationships but also for myself. I had really forgotten about me in my journey to being successful in my career. I had lost me and in hindsight, so had a lot of my colleagues Mm. like knowing who they were and the people that they had become and i just thought Mm. no wonder the world is in such a mess when you look at the lot of the corporations it's like you've got to leave your yourself at home and we can't yeah doing so we just lose so much did that answer your question no i did that no that's great that's uh, yeah that gives the people a little bit of context about you know why i did it and like just to touch on what you're saying there I think a lot of people, you know, like think they love what they do, but it's only when something like, you know, to be honest, the company was disrespecting you. They're offering yeah. you two thirds of the price to do exactly the same role. And that I suppose was that wake up that you needed where it was like, no, I'm going to go follow my passion and do something that I love and honor your son at the same time as you're doing it. So yeah, yes. no, that's great. Yeah. And, and I didn't even realize, you know, in, in my CFO role, I was, you know, second in charge and I would stand back and I, and I would look at, 
at the CEO and I'd go, wow, I couldn't do that. I couldn't stand up in front of people and talk like that and do all this sort of stuff. And here I am. I just love it. You know, yep. on stages all the time, I love it. It's like, you know, get the hook and drag her off. I just love it so much. Yep. But it's because I have a passionate subject. Yes. I love what I'm talking about. And, you know, talking about financials can be a little bit boring at the time, even though I loved doing that work. I know it was my stepping stone to come to who I am today. You know, mm. who we are today are a sum of all of our experiences. Correct. And incorporating, even though you would think, you know, being an accountant, the CFO, is completely different to being a beyond loss expert, it's not. Because yeah. I understand people and I understand profits. Yep. So I understand that you need both and that both of them to be healthy, you need to feed them both. And if you're starving your employees, which a lot of people are, and in, in the fact that they're just working them and working them, they're not allowing them to be um, to bring innovation into their role. They're not allowing them to share their ideas and things like that. It's just they're just working them and working them. So therefore, they're starving them of their creativity. Mm -hmm. No wonder their profits are not where they would like them to be. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to focus on gratitude in this episode. So how is important is it to have that you know, deep gratitude while overcoming challenges like the ones that we face and really just have purpose in life? They're so important. It's so important. And I'm not even sure if, if you're aware, Daniel. After Dan passed, like when I started on this journey of coming back to, I like to call it the journey to becoming my own best friend. When I started on that, I, um, someone suggested to me, why don't you start writing in a gratitude journal? And I did, and I loved it. I loved it so much, though, that when I was buying gratitude journals to, you know, do my uh, daily mm -hmm. uh, practice, I found them to be so beautiful on the outside but just blank pages on the inside. So yep. I created my own four mm -hmm. elements. Yep. Um, they're called the Elements sorry, the Elements Collection Gratitude Journal. So there's four of them, the air, water, uh, earth and fire. And they are pretty on the inside as well as the outside. Just because I thought when you're writing about gratitude, it's so nice to have beautiful things around you, mm. not only to be grateful for, but I just feel when you have things around you that lift you a straight away, like lift your energy and, and lift you into that space, you then find even more to be grateful for. And to be quite yeah. honest, anyone who lives in a Western country, we have absolutely nothing to carry on about. We yeah. have so much to be grateful for, especially in Australia. Like in Australia, we have no borders to anywhere else. Like it's amazing the fact that we, we really are the lucky country. I don't care what anyone says. I, I just think we, we just have everything to be grateful for. And the more that you do have great uh, gratitude for, the more you actually receive in so many ways. And for those listening in, I think with my reality check was when I first went to Bali and that was probably the first time I got out. Of, that was the first time I got out of Australia and it's just that big reality check, that paradigm shift, to use that word. And then when I went over for work in Asia, I was working in Singapore and Malaysia going back and forward. And I mean, when I was in Malaysia, I'm like, wow, this is like first world country, big skyscrapers. But there's still so much poverty there and people working $2 Australian an hour. And I'm like, what? And it was like, just, yeah, it's crazy. And I mean, yeah, so we got so much to be grateful for in these, you know, Western countries. And I think 
people don't notice it because they get caught up in their own life. They don't actually focus on, you know, what we have. You know, we have a roof over their head. We, you know, we have technology. We have all these amazing things. And it's not until you really just get out into the world and see what other people don't have that we start becoming grateful for what we do. And what's really funny when you travel too, you look at these people from our perspective and you think, oh my God, they're living so poorly. But if you look at their faces, they're so happy. happy. They are so happy. And it just radiates out of them and they just love their families and, but they love all generations of their families, no matter how young or how old they are, which, which is really beautiful. And you sort of think sometimes you know, too much makes you um, not a nice person. No, it is, isn't it? It's that whole perspective. That's what I said. To me, it was paradigm shift, and that was what I seen too. Some of these people, you would say that they had nothing, but they were happy. They were going and doing their prayers each day. Like they say, to live with generations with them, and, yeah, completely happy. So yeah. And they would share. Yes. They have very little, but they're yep. happy to share, whereas we're also, can be, so greedy and so, like, <gasps> someone's trying to rip me off, it's a scam. And you just go, is it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And travel is, I think it was Mark Twain that said, um, to broaden a person, you have to travel. It was something along those lines. And it makes so much, so much sense. Yeah, no, it does. All right, well, when we come back after this short break, we'll get into using the power of gratitude in your life and in your business. Stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side of these messages. Are you ready to accelerate your wealth and success in life and in your business? Join Ahana and Daniel for powerful, transformative episodes that will help you step out of lack and into your power of creation. Step into your ability and build and grow wealth and create conscious businesses that make a difference. In each of the episodes, we'll break through imprints of lack and struggle and create imprints of prosperity, purpose, and happiness. We'll talk growth strategies in your business, learn how to create massive online presence, visibility, and influence in the market that make your business a magnet for effortless success, clients, and opportunities. We'll shift your marketing for high growth. We'll grow your confidence as a powerful leader in your niche. Stay tuned to each episode of The Rise and Be Rich Show and receive your free gifts and bonuses. Join us at www.ahanalara.com forward slash RBR show. Let's rise and be rich together. Welcome back to Rise and Be Rich. We're talking with Beyond Loss Life Coach, author and speaker, Karen Chaston and the power of gratitude. Karen, you created a very unique series of gratitude journals. We did touch on that a bit. And you created that collection of uh, water, air, fire, and earth elements. Um, yeah, so why did you really do this? And how do these elements help in anchoring gratitude? Like I know you said it's the pretty pictures and the stuff is there, but do you want to explain that a little bit more for the people? So how I created them or, or yes. why? Well, I've explained why I created them. Yeah, no, but yeah, yeah. How you did you create them? How did you put the pictures in and how did you really yeah. put it out? So the first one I created was water. And mm-hmm. this idea just came to me and, and honestly, um, uh, Daniel, I don't know if you realise this, but I have ideas planted in my head all the time and I just swear that it is from my son, Dan, who's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Because these amazing ideas, there's no way I would have ever thought of them. So I give him the credit for them. So I started taking, when I started on this new phase of my life, I would walk uh, every morning. At that stage, I lived in Narrabeen, just a block away from the beach and, and just near the uh, lagoon in Narrabeen in Sydney. Yeah, and sure. I um, would take photos. 
and you know sunrises sunsets and all this sort of stuff and I, and I love taking photos and you got to love the world we live in you know it's all on our iPhone and they're pretty good photos so when this idea came to me about creating a gratitude journal I thought I'll do water first because mm. I have you know hundreds and hundreds of, of water photos so I started that and so I decided to there would be 99 pages because 99 is a great energy number mm -hmm. and in and in the front section I explain the element what it's about I have a little poem uh, in the front I also explain chakras where they are in our bodies and what they do and I also so when we get into the 99 pages of of the uh, gratitude on the left hand side of the page we have a page number at the top which is a chakra color mm -hmm. and you're advised in the front with the instructions that each day whatever day you're on read what that chakra is and, and focus in on your chakras so over seven days you've balanced your chakras yep. each week then there's a unique photo which i have taken all of them except for fire because i figured i can't take fire photos yep. so they've all come from different sources in the fire journal okay. and then down the bottom is a unique gratitude saying if, over the four journals of 400 quotes they're all unique mm -hmm. and then on the right hand side of the page you write your gratitude and in the front it's advised to just you know pick three to five things to be grateful for make it different every day but tune into you yourself and evoke all of your senses in what you're actually great, grateful for because mm. it's surprising. It could be something as unique as the smell of a flower. Yep. And, you know, different seasons, you obviously get different smells and things like that because the smaller the thing is, it's amazing. It could be just the fact that you smiled at someone or mm. someone smiled at you, a total stranger, uh, one day. So it's, there's so many things to be grateful for. And it's the more, um, I guess, unique and minute it is, the more it actually builds. Because then you start to realise, I have nothing to complain about. And I think you just hit the, that really word unique. That's one thing, you know, gratitude isn't going to be the same for me is what it's going to be for you. Like we all have little things that we can be grateful for. And I mean, something that makes you happy, like you said, the smallest little thing, that's what you need to embrace every day because I mean, there's so much amazing stuff happening every day. Like something simple, like going for a walk and just sitting there. Like we live, there's lots of, on the Gold Coast, so we've got lots of beaches as well. Yeah. We've got lots of lakes here where we are because I'm a little bit from the beach. Every time you go for a walk, you're seeing, you know, turtles and swans and cormorants and, you know, you name it. There's all these birds, ducks everywhere. Like, I mean, it's just beautiful things in nature. And, I mean, they yes, are. we're in suburbia, but we've always got this beauty around us as well. Mm. Yeah, so. Totally. I, I totally agree. And, and I found that the more that I did it, the more that life just flowed a lot easier. Yeah. And you didn't get as stressed about some things. You, you learned to, I guess, you know, not sweat the small stuff sort of thing. And you realise there is so much that is outside of our control. So yep. what's the point of complaining about it? Like weather, for yep. example. Like how many people carry on about the weather and it's like, but you can't do anything about it. So why not just enjoy the day? You know, yep. if it's raining, the sun is still shining behind the clouds and you can still get that energy. So what are you really complaining about? And it's just a little bit of water. Does it really matter? Things like that. So simple. Yeah. 
Now, so let's bring this on to gratitude and how entrepreneurs can use it. So there'll be a lot of entrepreneurs going through these tough life challenges. How can they use gratitude to bring back awareness and start releasing their struggle and really just make decisions from a better place? Okay. Well, if, if are you, uh, so let's go, I'm just going to, because it came to me. If you have employees, I got an email the other day from a guy who actually said to me that they started every morning coming together in a gratitude circle yep. and they would all just say out loud one thing that they would be grateful for, either that they achieved yesterday or that they would like to achieve today. Mm -hmm. And he found that not only did they become more productive, uh, they also became more aligned. They they really started to understand each other and they became more collaborative. Now, that's a very simple thing to do. Okay, some people may be just an entrepreneur by themselves and they might not have employees. But I find that I am an entrepreneur who is very much teach me how to fish. Okay, so if I don't know how to do something, I will learn how to do something. Yep. And then once I learn it, I will pass it on to something, someone else. Because mm -hmm. then you know if you're paying someone just to say to update your website, you know that you could have done it in, to say, half an hour. So why are they charging you for two hours? Mm -hmm. You know, this little things like that. So it's about knowing who you are, but also being grateful for your customers Mm. A lot of people, you know, I remember the old saying years ago, I'd have a really good business if it wasn't for the customers. And you just sort of go, wait a minute, you would have no business without the Exactly, customers. yeah. But it's not only, it's, it's also listening to them, asking them how you can improve because mm -hmm. they're the ones that will give you the great advice and they will do you a favour by complaining. You know, years ago I worked um, as a, a financial controller in a hotel and they used to hate getting complaints and it was like no no wait a minute if they don't complain you can't fix something how many people walk out and never tell you and they never come back mm. so it's also viewing the complaint being grateful for something that you may think is negative but turn it around and just go okay what does this mean and how can i grow and how can i improve my business from yeah. this it's interesting that you say that because in this day and age, um, it was actually when we were in London last year, we went and stayed at this hotel and probably one of the first times I never read a review on the hotel and we just looked at the photos. When we got there, it wasn't like the photos. It was a really <laughs> bad hotel. If I just had it gone on TripAdvisor or something like that, I would have known to stay away. So yeah. I see in the digital age, it's more important than ever to make sure that you get on top of them yeah. things in your business. It, it doesn't matter what business you've got, you need to make sure that that public face is obviously really good. It is like that. Last year, uh, we were in, uh, my son, got, he's married a Polish girl. They live in Australia. But we went to Poland for their wedding. So when we travelled around, we did a lot of Airbnb. And I have to say, the photos made it look a lot bigger than what some of them were. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. So what's some other practices and exercises? Obviously, we've got the one about if you're in a group, you can come together. Yeah. What's some other practices or exercises they can use for daily gratitude if somebody obviously is a solopreneur and just um, something that can really just get them empowered and fired up for the day? Okay. A great thing that I like to do is I'm in competition with one person and that's yesterday me. So understanding who yesterday you were and then start to track how you're growing because as an entrepreneur you sometimes you feel like you're going nowhere whereas if you start to track exactly you know where you were and do some little celebration wins you know it could be 
oh, I've just got this, or, you know, don't wait to the end of a project to celebrate. Celebrate as you're going along. Mm -hmm. And that will help you to not only be grateful, but to realise exactly that you are progressing. Because sometimes yeah. you just feel like you're stagnant. Hmm. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, so I suppose the important question is live love by design. How do you design your life so you can flow easily in every possible way? Okay. So it starts to, with actually asking what does success mean to me? Mm -hmm. And most people have never asked themselves that question. They have taken on other people's definition of success and then they wonder why it doesn't work for them. Either it's um, too, too much of a stretch or not enough of a stretch. Yep. But you don't just do it in overall. Well, you do it overall, but then you break it down into every single area of your life, mm -hmm. realising that, and making sure that if you succeed in your professional level, your relationships or your family are not suffering because then that's not success. So it's, and that's why you design it in all areas of your life and then making sure that you're actually spending time in all areas of your life, conscious time, you're yep. present, you're there. So I have nine areas of life in, in my design. Mm -hmm. And I've broken them down because that's a lot to remember into four pillars. And the four pillars are all about you, yep. all about your relationships, all about your expertise, and all about your wealth creation. Mm. Now, I purposely set them in that order because you should come first. Yeah. Most of the times we put ourselves last and then we wonder why we're always exhausted. We're in anger. We're in a frustration. And but when we top ourselves up first, we then can go, 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 because we're in overflow. Yeah. No, I like that. And especially the way that you structure it like that, because so many people in our busy lives, we focus so much on um, making the next deal. If you're an entrepreneur, getting the next client or selling more products. But that's the thing. If you're doing it all yourself, you're not outsourcing everything and you're just constantly on the go. You know, if you have a family, you're never going to see your family. You know, if you're somebody that likes to go out and enjoy and do things, you're going to be that caught up in your own world that you're never really going to get a chance to. So, no, I like that. I think it's yeah. really, you've got to take time for yourself every single day. Like, you know, with me, I I, I hurt my back when I was 17. So, I um, yeah. actually flared up again and I put on some weight this year. So, it's just been, I've forced myself to go to the gym five days a week. And that's my little thing that I have to do. And I mean, I don't care if it's midnight, I'll still sit there in the apartment and do something because, I mean, I think it's self is really important. Yeah. And so many people don't spend that time for self. It could be something simple, like you say, going for a walk, but whatever it is, or or meditate, or you know, be grateful, write in your gratitude journal. Like I always journal myself. Still, I didn't journal until a few years ago, but it's something that I do take time for. And I mean, yeah, just them simple little pleasures, um, and just making sure that we put ourselves first. So no, that's good. good. I like that. And another little practice which I love is to schedule it. You have mm -hmm. to schedule that time into your diary because let's face it, if it's not on the schedule, we don't do it. So we need that. And having also great little projects which have yep. nothing to do with, you know, your work, just something that you think, oh, one day I'd love to do that. Start to, you know, dedicate an hour a mm -hmm. week or an hour, you know, every couple of days just to start that little project and you'd be amazed at how quickly you actually go, oh, my God, it's done, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So for the people listening in that don't journal too much, how would you recommend that they sit down and schedule the stuff in so they actually look at it? Because it's great writing stuff down, but it's actually making sure we look back at it and don't have to set a reminder on our phone. But see, writing it down is very important because 
when you actually put your hand and your pen to the paper, you actually bring in so many other things of your body. So mm-hmm. it's not just your mind that's thinking it. Like if you think it, you know, you, you go, oh, yeah, I can think it. But it's just completely different of the thought process, putting it onto paper and mm-hmm. watching what flows. So yes. I, my suggestion is just start 10 minutes a day or just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to set the alarm 10 minutes earlier each morning and mm-hmm. I'm going to hop out of bed. I'm not even going to think about it and I'm just going to write down three things that I'm grateful for. And you, it. It can be simple, but then as you get into the flow of doing that, you'll start to realise, oh, my God, it'll before you know it, it'll be half an hour earlier because it's yep. a great practice. It sets you up so that you can easily cope with the rest of the day because you have, you know, given yourself this thanks and mm. the universe this thanks. So you've, it's like you've got someone just coming along with you to actually go, you know what, you're grateful, I'll, get, I'll help you along the way. And you start to realise, I'm a great believer that there are no coincidences in the world. Everything happens for a reason. And you start to actually watch these coincidences and you start to see these things come together because you become more aware. Hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're present with yourself and then you're more present with others. And it's amazing how things all just flow in your life because life's meant to be easy it's not meant to be the struggle that we've all made it it's because we get so caught up in the have to's and we've you know got to do this and all these sort of things whereas we just allow you know and buddha has a great saying that um everyone should meditate every day for 20 minutes and if you don't have enough time it should be an hour <laughs> yeah well, that's a good one yeah, yeah. I do like the way that you said to do that in the morning because I think a lot of people get up, get ready, run out the door, you know, have a shower and they're off to work. Where I mean, if you sit there and you set that time for yourself, you're starting that day with um, a positive affirmation or you're using that positive mindset to really just, you know, shift yourself to have a wonderful day using gratitude. So You totally do. How many people get up and the first thing they look at is their phone, you know, and before they know it, half an hour has gone past on on stuff that really is someone else's agenda it's not yours you know reclaim your day and and make it so that you know for the first 10 minutes i'm going to do this and nothing else mm-hmm. yeah you've probably been to the bathroom first but that's okay i guess you need to do that <laughs> but no i think that's good i think a lot of people that are listening in really need to implement that because i mean it's so easy to start off your day i mean um just with something positive i mean just going to yes. completely shift like you're thinking about the energy that you're bringing in I mean, instead of like running around and scurrying around the house, getting ready and rushing off to work, like just give yourself that 10 minutes or like you say, yeah, 20 minutes. And I'm yeah. sure that'll push on further and further as you've got. It gone. really will. Honestly, you wake up earlier and earlier. I know I do. I love it. It's the best part of the day anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Karen, for coming in and doing this interview. You really taught me a lot about how I should be getting back into my journaling again and Stop doing it in the afternoon or night. Maybe start doing it in the morning again. It'd be nice <laughs> and like, refreshed then. Yeah, no, look, we really appreciate it. You've given us a lot of tips. And um, for all those who are listening in and want to learn more about what Karen's doing, Live Love by Design work, please visit her website at livelovebydesign.com. You can also visit her at www.karenchaston.com.au. If you want to stay posted about all we're doing with these masterclasses, um, get a hold of our free giveaways, download our expert interviews, um, check out ahanalara.com forward slash rbr show and we'll get them goodies over to you straight away uh, for those listening in either on social media 
the podcast or YouTube, don't worry, I'll make sure all them links are there. So just basically look down, click on the hyperlink and just go from there. Uh, thank you for everyone else tuning in today. Uh, and again, thank you, Karen, for giving us your time today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I've loved chatting with you. It's been awesome. And look, for all those that are going through crisis and loss, really hope we've helped you shift your energy today. Focus on gratitude. I think that's the most important thing that everyone can get out of this, you know, like podcast or YouTube, whatever you're watching it on. Focus on the wonderful things that are happening for you and just move through your challenges and just create yourself an awesome life. We wish you all the best and let's um, rise and rich together and see you all soon. Thank you and bye for now.